Sonic branding. You know it when you hear it. From the sound of powering up your laptop to the commercial jingle you just can't get out of your head. It's a form of advertising that goes back decades. And today, we'll talk about some of the best examples and why it works. On What's the Big Idea About Sonic Branding? With your host, Sophia Alfieri, and guest host, Pat Dugan. Okay, we're starting off a little differently this episode. And that is because today's topic is Sonic Branding. Yay! This is very dramatic, Ooh. Sonic Branding. Yes, I know. <laughs> we have to live up to this. I, why not start it on a dramatic note? Okay. Welcome back to What's the Big Idea? Today's episode, as I mentioned, we are talking about Sonic Branding. My co-host today is Pat Dugan, Executive Creative Director at Adams and & Knight. And then across the table from me, I have Allison Butler, who is a motion designer and video editor. And to my left, we have Don Carter, who is a creative director. Massive Music defines Sonic Branding as a holistic approach to a brand's use of music and sound across all relevant touch points. So with that, I kind of want to see what you guys think Sonic Branding is. How do you define it? And what do you think its purpose is? Well, I would, I would sum it up with two words, audio logo. It's an audio logo. That's it. And it can be done with music. It can be done with sound effects. And it can be done with a combination of those things. It could be a song. But usually they're very short and quick. Yeah. I was about to say the same thing. I mean, basically where a logo is a visual identifier, sonic branding is the audio version of that. I would add that it could also be done with a voice. Um, mm, right point. before this, I thought of we have the meats which oh. is Ving Rhames. And With I, Arby's, right? I think his voice is as much part of that as anything, yeah. Okay, so it sounds like it includes a lot of different elements. It could be the voice, it could be the music, it could be a jingle. There's so many different things that come into sonic branding. So I want to go into what it takes to build that. So what do you think brands need to consider when they take a step back and they're like, okay, we need a sonic signature? What do you think is important? I mean, just like any other piece of branding, it's important to consider what the company is, what they stand for, and yeah, like what is their brand identity? If you're a bank, you're not exactly going to have a kazoo as the thing that brings in, <laughs> you know, your sonic branding. That's a great you know. idea, though. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure they yeah. credit us. Yeah, I mean, if you're a unique <laughs> bank, I mean, maybe that's, yeah, an idea you can steal. But, you know, you really just have to match to the brand just like, you know, any other logo, colors, you know, it's just another aspect of that brand identity. I would say that they promote the personality of the brand more than probably anything else because it is pure emotional, it's pure sound, and that's what music and sound is. It's very emotional. It's not rational. So here's an opportunity to create that personality in a very unique way, not as like a hard sell as maybe a radio commercial, full radio commercial that has, you know, the benefits of the product and all that built in it. It's purely a sound. When do you think it should be involved in the brand building process. Is it in the beginning when a brand is first being established? Is it something that comes after the brand has been established and they want to expand a bit? I guess it depends on the brand. I mean, if you know that video and audio are going to be important mediums for you to get your message across, definitely bring that conversation in as early as possible. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, if you're creating the brand, if you're creating your logo, you're creating a style guide for everything else, you know, bring audio into that into that picture too. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I think if you can integrate it up front and make it all part of like the package, it will be stronger. But a lot of it's a fairly new thing, although I wanted to talk about later about how really it's like the next generation of a jingle. So it's not that new, but it is fairly new. So there are a lot that are adding it on as, you know, they've got a brand out there already. And now, oh, we need an audio you know, logo. We need a, um, a sonic brand. So a lot of them are added on later and it works, you know, and then that may lead their brand into a new territory. I mean, Netflix, that sound when you turn your Netflix on is so recognizable now and such a big part of people's lives because Netflix is huge and it sets up the whole experience. But you don't really hear that like that isn't part of their brand everywhere, but it stands alone. It's so strong. Some brands have to evolve theirs over time as well. HBO is a classic one. So they used to have just the sound of a TV turning on and static, but nobody like watches TV like that anymore. Mm. So they've still got the static, but they've minimized it. It's only up for like a second or two, and then it goes to more of a modern tone. I wanted to talk about and bring up how important audio is, especially nowadays with things like TikTok and Instagram Reels. So how important is it now? Yeah, I mean... Audio is one of the quickest ways you can grab people's attention. So like you said, on TikTok and Reels and other social media, you're trying to grab someone's attention in one second before they scroll on to the next thing. And so if you've got a recognizable audio signature that you can put at the front of your content, and if someone likes your brand and they want to hear more from you, then that's just one way of getting them to stick around and look at your content. It's very funny because she brought that up as like a very modern use of them uh, as an attention getter. But that's actually how the NBC tones started as something they'd play at the beginning of content. Not that anyone called it content back then <laughs> to, to kind of get attention and alert you. It was inspired by Pavlov and his experiments with dogs and oh, yeah. like getting them ringing to the salivate mm -hmm. and the ringing the bell. Right. Yeah. So that's where the NBC tones came from. Yeah. So, Don, what would you say makes the best sonic branding work? Uh, well, kind of like jingles, there's some rules, and they've researched this as well, of things that, and we haven't used this term yet, earworms. These things turn into earworms, and just like a catchy hook in a song or a chorus, you can't get it out of your head. So that in itself is hugely powerful for an advertiser. They did a study where they played a popular piece of music, and they measured brainwaves, and then they ask the people to basically like remember or recall that music in their head. So play it back in your head. And they were the exact same brainwaves. So if you can get your sonic brand to stick, that's like free media. Well, I think that can round out our conversation about sonic branding, guys. Thank you so much for joining us today and for throwing out so many great examples. That's it for today's episode. Pat and I had a lot of fun talking to Allison and Don today about sonic branding. Now it's your turn. Head to the Adams and Knight LinkedIn page and let us know which sonic signature has been stuck in your head since you heard it. Don't forget to subscribe to What's the Big Idea on your favorite podcast player. We're on Anchor by Spotify at anchor.fm slash what's the big idea. Dashes in between all those words. But you can find us just about anywhere. And if you like the show, give us a rating or leave us a review. 